Okay, we are here for the first Q&A with Rabbi Liel Shalom. Before we get started, I would like to thank everyone who has supported us, who is listening to us. We have people literally from all over planet Earth. In Israel, we have Yerushalayim, Tel Aviv, Petach Tikva, Basan Al-Kabir, Haifa, Netanya, Givatayim, so many more. In the States, we got New York, New Jersey, Washington, Virginia, Maryland, Arizona. Uh, we got people from Holland, all the way down to Mexico, uh, literally all over planet Earth. We thank you so very, very much for your support. We really, really appreciate it. It really uh, gives us chizek and helps, uh, helps us keep on uh, moving forward and keep on pushing to create uh, more and more uh, content out there for you guys. So, Rabbi Liel, our first question is from Moshe, and he asks like this. On the first episode, we learned that God has no limits and can do anything. On the second episode, that he created the world in six days. My question is, if God can do anything, why did it take him six days to create the world? Why couldn't he do it in a second? Wow, that is an incredible, incredible question. Beautiful. Um, so right now, to, to make a full, um, a full episode out of it, we won't do <laughs> But uh, we'll just address it shortly. Um, you see, um, Hashem created the world in six days. When we say six days, we need to be very careful. You know, again, you remember I always bring more Esti. More Esti taught us that it's six days, right? So we we think as six days as the sun going up, sun going down. You know, twenty four hour day, Chas v'Shalom. So it's obvious, and I think we spoke about it also in the podcast that we're talking about six stages. You know, if you take the word days, and instead of days, put in a stage of creation, that's more, you know, uh, it will be easier for us to understand. Why is it described exactly a day? That's a different discussion. But basically, it's obviously not a 24-hour day. You know, I mean, it's a joke almost, because if you know basic physics you know that when there was only darkness and light on the first day the matter is not you know in place there's we're so far the sun and the moon which we count the 24 hours were created on the fourth day so it's obviously we're talking about a stage so in very very short on the first the first stage was light and darkness which is the essence which is the start for for existence meaning before that there was time or like in science today, they would say time-space. Albert Einstein, he put time and space together. The space, the vacuum of space, is also part of time. Okay, why is that? It's also a long story. But basically, stage number one, light and darkness. Stage number two, God starts forming the, the matter itself. You know, it was like kind of, you know, silly putty. Uh, again, there's big discussions about exactly in what form, how exactly did it work. But in simple words, it was like silly putty, the material flown around, okay? But So he starts putting things, kind of the uh, forming the the matter. And but, but why? I think he's asking, like, yeah, you know, it all sounds nice and makes sense, you know, step by step and why first this. And, but why couldn't he just just boom and the world is as it is today with all the trees and the animals and humans and uh, maybe you want to say okay only other region okay so only create another but why did you need all this process first you know 
just to make it matter. And then, you know, after that, the sun and light and then people and animal. Why did you needle that? Why couldn't like God can't just boom and create a endless world with all the stars and globes and animals and people and water and trees? He couldn't just make it exist and that's it. Like, why did he need to go through all these steps? Well, he did. He did create it all at once. That once is six days. Meaning to say, yes, everything has a process. Do you know of anything in this world that's not that doesn't have a process? In layer on top world, of a layer on top of a layer on top of a layer. So in this world, you're right. But God, you know, I mean, like he created this world. Right. And so, that's this world. Right, this why world did is he built need... by layer by layer. It's not... Why? No, Saying but that, the like, world... God couldn't do it just that it all should be. Why did he need to do it, you know, based... But, you but know, step how, would you, step. How, how would you want something that's, that is layer upon layer upon layer? It, you want all the layers to come in one shot? You put... And like, let's say you're, you're stocking a shelf, right? So you put the first book, the second book, the third fourth right so fifth. so that's after now so right when you know when you have physical objects so against in our mind you know obviously first you put the first then the second like we were talking in the episode with time you know right first you have the f first thing then you know things happen step after step because there's time but before he created the world then you know when he created it mm -hmm. then why didn't he just make all those books just they weren't on the shelf let's say and now boom all the books are stacked up one on top of each other so that's, that's why did why. he need to, oh they're going to be stacked on top of each other so first i'm going to put the first one and then the second right that's how we humans do it mm -hmm. but why couldn't god just make all the books be there one on top of each other in the perfect form like the world is today but just be there so you basically you want all the stages all the six stages to be on day one that's what you want it's not that not day one it's not what i want the i i think what i feel that moshe is asking is why why did it God need to do it in all these steps. Because every, that's you know? what I'm saying. Because when you have something that's layers, it will be steps. You can ask me why six steps. You can, But when something is complex, right? When something has steps, it, uh, you know, you can't say why all the steps didn't happen in one. Because, you know, that's what we discussed a lot in, in defining God. Because only God is one. Is not complex. When something gets complex, when it's the creation of Hashem, not Hashem Himself, not God Himself, when it's a creation, it's all in a process. I can go on and explain to you also a beautiful, after I explain to you like the logic behind it, the I can go to you and explain to you how beautiful, what a moral uh, lesson we can learn out of this, that everything in the world is a process. Hashem wanted it to be processed because everything has a step after step when you want to earn right let's jump to episode number two when you want to earn so it's stacked up there is a system that you slowly 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 built and you got to some point you're not god you are not god that get it all in once you are a human that's what distinct that's what are the difference between a creation right and the creator creation he's all processed He's all step after step, layer after layer after layer, like in our life, like we grow and we grow. You start as a little kid and you grow and you get better and you better and better and better. Look at the podcast. It just gets better and better and better and better <laughs> yep, and better. Yep, right? Yeah. So, that, so, so, so basically, that, even though he could have done it in a second, but he just wanted to uh, create it in the same ideas that he 
put into the world, Kilo. That's you wanted that's it to be steps. Thing. Again, you're, the question is tricky because you want him to do it in one second. Uh, technically, it was one second, but depends which second. And that's what I was saying. When you start understanding what time is, we can't use the word time. Hashem should have done it all in once. He did it all in once, just it's done in layers. Okay, so there's two two parts to the answer over here. Part number one, everything is as is with layers. Everything is develops right in this world. Everything is a layer upon a layer upon a layer. That's part one of the answer. Part two of the answer is time, right? When you want to say uh, time, Hashem should have done it all in one shot. Um, relatively speaking, relatively, uh, general relativity, he did it all in once. Just it's a process. It's one after another, one thing that comes after another. Now, you can ask why six steps. That's a very good question, which... You know, it won't, that's even a deeper question. But like we say, we do foundations, there's depths that no end. So there's big discussion. Why is it split into six? The number six plays a big, these steps play a big role in our world. We, we compare every day of create the day of Hashem, God's day into a thousand years. So it, this world works with six days and then the seventh is the end of the is the end of the cycle that's why everything is around the number seven so that you can ask why is it six why is it split into six stages but if you ask me why is it split into stages it's because it's this world and only god doesn't have any complexity any stages you remember that's the third step right uh, sorry the fifth step in defining god is not complex he's not complex but over here everything is complex so mm-hmm. we observe it as layers upon layers. Again, that's a deeper um, answer, but in short, in one word, life in progress. Everything is slowly, slowly mm-hmm. developed yeah. nicely. Gonna, yes, he could layer. have done it and just for it all to happen, but he, he did it in the world's rules that he put into the world, which is everything happens step after right. step. Right, and he's step. showing us this is a creation. All right, amazing. Thank you so much, Moshe, for sending in the question. Thank you Hope very much, Moshe. Answer. Very deep and beautiful. And, you know, I, sh- I should tell Moshe something. It's worth, if you're into that kind of question, there's so much to learn over there, you know, uh, in the Torah, really understanding the Sheshtim Eberashis. I, you know, Aish has a lot of work on it. Go look online. There's tons of work on the process of the creation, those six days of creation. Wow. It's that there's beautiful works that people show how the Big Bang theory is not a contradiction to the theory of the Torah. So it's worth to get there's so much information. Show me that if you asked that question already. So I gave you like a <laughs> relatively quick answer. Yeah. Um, but there's so much to know more about that. So All thank right. you. Amazing. Second question is from David. And the question is, can God create a rock? that he can't lift? Obviously, we answered that. That's a pretty common question. This is the same idea, but a question I never got an answer to. And the question is, can God make himself imperfect? I heard that question many times, and it's playing the same trick. It's it's basically, dive into the question, okay? Very simple. Let's, let's, let's run through it really quick. Can God make himself imperfect? Yeah. What, what are you trying to say by the question? Now, let's say, God, okay, he made himself imperfect, okay? In what way? 
pick, right? He's going to make that he's limited in something. Now take that limitation that you just made. Fill in the gap, whatever whatever that limitation is. Take that limitation. Let's say uh, God, he needs to eat. Okay? So take that. So you limited God, right? God needs now. So here, can so God will make himself, then he needs to eat, right? At the same time, does he need to eat? At the same moment? It's kind of like goes back to the same. It is. Uh, that's why I love the, I, the example of the rock. That solves all of these. I heard the question of the rock could be done in so many variations. So many variations in trying to understand what what is the definition of God. So that's why... You want to answer for that? Here, can God make himself imperfect? Yes, and at the same time, still be perfect. I don't get it. Yes, because you either could or can't. By God, the could and can't is not separate. He could and can't at the same time. Again, when I say same time, it's relatively uh, just same moment or whatever, same thing. Okay? But God could and can't at the same time. So he could make himself imperfect and still stay perfect at the same time. By humans, that doesn't work. By God, that exactly is the definition of God, part of the definition of God. That's the one. It's a complete. He's but in Hebrew we say, right? One of the Kavonas says, Takif kulam. What is the Baal Hayacholot? He's the master of Yechol, of abil- able of abilities, meanings he could and can't at the same time. That's mm-hmm. Baal Yecholot. Okay. Amazing. He owns it. It's not that he's in it. Mm-hmm. All right. Amazing. Thank you, David, so much for your question. Thank you very much, David. Next question is from, it's kind of funny, but it's from Adam, and he's asking about Adam, uh, Adam Harishon. Ooh, it's uh, probably question, very close to him, uh, the yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. This question is on episode three, First Human on Planet Earth. And the question is, why hasn't, why wasn't Chava created together with Adam Harishon? What was the pers- purpose of creating only Adam Harishon and then Chava from him? Like the whole story goes. Like, why didn't God just create both of them? Like, when he created Adam Harishon, why didn't he also create Chava? Why did he need to do it first only Adam Harishon? And then, like, what he decided, oh, that's, uh, this won't work. We need to figure something out. So, oh, let's one of his ribs, the whole thingy, and mm-hmm. let's create a wife. Like, why didn't he just create both of them when he created the world. Right, right. Okay. Um, so that's uh, also a very common mistake to think that Chava was, came later, meaning it's true, but we need to understand it. The Gemara explains in Tarsh Balpeh, we, we find that Adam Arishan was created with Chava, okay? But they were connected, okay? At first, the first creation was Adam and Chava connected. Uh, we're not going to get into the details exactly in what way they were connected, but they were basically one body with uh, made out of two parts, out of a feminine part and a masculine part, Zachar and a Keva. However, they were one. They were one thing, and then that's how Hashem made them, and then He immediately separated them. Right? That was the whole story with the Tzela. and then He separates them. This is a Gemar. Okay, so it's not that she came out of nowhere. Um, why did Hashem do it? So there's two directions to go over here. But, uh, I, you know, I can't go too long on this. But it says in the Pasuk, Hashem said, it's not good for Adam 
to be alone. I'm gonna make an Ezer Kenegdo. Now, what is Ezer Kenegdo? But Rashi is a is a different story. But Rashi over there immediately says, he says he didn't want humans to be a one figure, even though they would be split into two, masculine and feminine. That was always there. People think that was there was only a male, and then the female came in. Mm-mm. Not exact. There was always a male and a female, just they were in one body, this Adam. And then Hashem separates it and make it makes it into two bodies. And now the female and 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 male are two separate entities. Okay, so Rashi says over there. He says if it would be one man, basically, not as that's one human. That's that's a, a zachar and a keva, masculine and feminine. So people will confuse that there's only one God, right? And the animals, everything, the rest of the world is, you remember the two, two and more, if you remember, if you listen well in episode number one. So we don't want, so Hashem said the, the man will, the human will turn himself into a God. He's going to say, okay, God is one. I am one. Okay, made out of two parts, but basically I'm a one and people will lose, you know, he will start losing the border between uh, creation and a creator. Okay, that's a very deep concept. And there's a lot more to it to understand, but that's why Hashem separated them and didn't didn't make them, you know. It's, it's I'm kind of answering more than the question. Basically, um, you know, uh, there was always a male and female, but why did Hashem separate it? Why did He do it in that shape? So because of that thing of a man thinking that he's going to be God, there's another direction to go, and that has to do with marriage. And we're going to have actually an episode talking about marriage according to the Torah. Um, what's the purpose of getting married and everything? So in short words, Hashem created them connected so they know at the end of the day where to get to. But he wanted them to earn their shlemus, their complete, being a complete human. So the way he did it, he made them connected. Then he separates them. Now, in order to get to back together, because the only the world only can stand with a male and female getting together. That's how the world exists. That's how it keeps on existing, right? I don't think anyone can argue about it. Not even the liberals can argue about this point that the only way the world can continue is only if there's a male and a female. And what, but Hashem wanted that connection between a male and a female to be earned, not just given. Not that they're connected because they were created that way. Hashem separates them, but He gets them together. But why He did it? Not because Hashem was like, oops, I made them connected. Now let me separate them. No, because He gave them in the deep, let's call it subconscious. It's not exactly, but then the shorish and the root, He makes them that they really were one body and now they need to earn and work hard to get back to that state that they once were. Yeah, like we also know like you can if you never experienced something or had something, um, so so like you'll never understand what it is. Like let's say you can't explain if someone was blind, uh, someone was blind from birth, you can't explain to him what right. the color red is and what the color yellow is. Because you never experienced it means you're just never going to be able to understand it. So I guess... It's kind of what Rebbe is saying. So he needed to show us what it means for two humans to be, like to act, like literally they were one, they were connected. Mm-hmm. So he kind of showed them, then he separated them just so uh, they could feel, have that, you know, 
know where where they need to get to. Beautiful. Uh, so they could experience it. So this way they know what they're working for, uh, what to expect. Right, right. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Israel. That's uh, well said. And that was Adam, right? So yeah. appropriate question. Yep. Thank you. Adam if asking you're, about Adam. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's married or not, but if his wife is called Chava, so the uh, <laughs> question is perfect. And if not, only marry a Chava. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, next question is from Rachel. It's less of a question, more of uh, advice. Mm-hmm. She is asking that the last episode about good and bad is we said that everything that is good and bad, God decides if it is good or it's bad. If we think something is good, but God tells us that it's bad, we shouldn't do it and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So she's asking for advice. Is there anything to kind of make it easier? For example, killing an Amaleki. Is there any way to, you know, obviously we need to go kill an Amaleki, but is there any way? Because I, it's terrible to kill. Like Rebbe was saying, like it's so hard. Mm-hmm. So is there kind of any way, a tip or something to help, to help us that when we get into a situation that, you know, we need to do the opposite of what we are feeling. Either we feel it's something good and we should do it, but God is telling us not to, or you know, we feel that it's a bad thing and we shouldn't do it, but God is telling us to do it, kind of a tip to to help us and make it easier to, you know, kind of feel better. Obviously, you know, we feel good because, uh, you know, Hashem told us to, we're listening to mm-hmm. Hashem, but just like inside, it's, you know, we'll take Victorine, like, you're going to kill someone, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. Right. So kind of, is there any tip Rebbe uh, could give them to kind of make it a bit easier you know, when we're doing it, there we should uh, feel a bit better when we do one of these stuff. Uh huh. That's that's a very very beautiful question, and um, uh, but it's also a tough question. It's a very tough question because you see, I'll bring use an example that not long ago we had in the parsha. Avram Avinu is being told to go um, shecht his his only child. I mean, his child that he loved so much. Yeah. It says not only that. It's a Hakadosh Baruch who told him. That through this child he's going to have all of Claudius, right? Right, and, and it was against his his own belief. He had, yeah. if he would go into his cheshbonos, remember we spoke about chet adam arishan. If he would go mm-hmm. into his own calculations, he he would say, "Well, God, I'm sorry, this doesn't make sense with what you said there." No, but God told me that's that was Avram Avinu. Incredibly, you know, he was that was him being so special that he trusted Hashem, his his belief, his relationship with Hashem was so incredible that he was able to withstand this kind of nisyan also. So the best answer I could I could say had a you know when you have this conflict between to the good or to the bad, when you know it's something bad, but God said that's the good and vice versa, when you want to do the good thing, so the best thing I can think of is strengthen your relationship with Hashem, obviously. But not only that, um, educating yourself in the Seichel, right, understanding, but beyond that, having a good relationship, investing yourself. When a person has a very developed relationship with Hashem after he understands a lot, and now he's starting investing himself into it. So slowly, slowly, he's getting him. You know, I wouldn't say it, obviously also emotionally, but he really, really, really feels it. He's really invested in in it. And when these conflicts happen, so it's it will be 
All right, what is stopping you? What is stopping you to do that? Many times the emotions or you don't feel it's right. But when you have that trust, again, the story of Avram Avinu is way beyond us, right? That, that's an, that is an incredible uh, Nisayon. Uh, we don't know. I mean, today we know that we, we have the Koach of Avram Avinu, uh, you know, engraved in us. But you do see from Avram Avinu this point. This Nisayon came to Avram Avinu after, after his relationship with Hashem was incredible. He worked so hard on his relationship to Hashem. He felt Hashem in every way of his life. He was a person that, you know, he went and spread. He felt he was so passionate about it that he felt the whole world should know what I know. The whole world. That's why he used to have Achnas Orchim. That's, by the way, the difference between him and Noah, right? They say there's a difference between Avram and Noah without going into it. And, but the main difference was that Noah ish tzaddik. Noah was a complete tzaddik. But he didn't necessarily feel that he has to do, let's call it in, in, in today's language, kiruv, right? He was there and he was a great more, uh, you know, role model for the world. But he didn't think that he needs to go there and make kiruv organizations, make sure the whole world hears it and make everyone become balchuvas. Avram Avinu, that was the difference. You know, he Avram. started Aish. Exactly. <laughs> He's the first cure rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He had the first podcast. Uh, he used <laughs> to have four a tent with four doors, and people come in and hear his podcast, and he would speak all day and show the people and show them the practice of getting close to Hashem. You should bless God. You should this, right? So you see, when Avram Avinu had such an incredible. Not only understanding Hashem, this is after Avram Avinu had a very clear understanding of Hashem, but beyond that, strengthening your relationship and your practice, your daily practice, your your that's what davening is, is for you're working on your relationship with Hashem. So then when you come to these conflicts, obviously you're going to be in a much better place. I'm, I'm not saying such a big chiddush. You obviously will be in a much better place to even when it's really hard, but you trust Hashem, you have that trust, you have that relationship, just like any other relationship, that when you have good trust, you know, so when you run into harsh times, when you run into problems, so it's much easier to fix it up because you're really interested, you're really invested, and you have that relationship already. So that was uh, beautiful. We should all, uh, we'll end up this segment of the Q&A though. I really enjoyed it. It's beautiful questions. Yeah. Thank you everyone who sent in questions. And like we said, every week we give away one copy of the book On the Shoulders of Giants. And Mm. this segment's winner is, I don't know why, but when I went to see, you know, like I was saying at the beginning, all the people, I just like, boom, I want to give a book to those people in Holland. So if you're (laughs) listening in Holland... Send us an email to jewishfoundations at gmail.com with your name and address, and we will send you a free copy shipped straight to your house of the amazing book On the Shoulders of the Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Hope that whoever's question we've asked today, we were able to answer your question. Thank you very, very much for listening. Shout out to Holland. Wow, beautiful. Yep. That's wonderful. I'll just I don't I just want to end up with the bracha from Rachel's question that we that we should all strengthen our relationship. And you know, anyone that I believe that's listening to this podcast is obviously because he cares 
um, to know this stuff. We all try. We all want to know. So uh, really thank you, Yisrael, for all this incredible hard work that you put into it. And um, looking forward to more Q&As. Yep. We will see you guys in two days on Thursday for the next episode of the Foundations Podcast. <laughs>